Here at Kajabi, we are known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And we've created the Kajabi Edge podcast to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the online business edge you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Online Business Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you the online business edge you need to succeed on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience, and today I'm joined by my friend Casey Morris, founder of The CEO Teacher. How's it going today, Casey? Hey, Jared. Great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I am just so excited to share my journey on Kajabi so that hopefully I can inspire some other people today. I am beyond, beyond excited to have you on, uh, this show. Fi- I feel like it's a finally because, you know, you, this, this wouldn't have been the case for you, but for me, I was a very, very, very early Kajabi employee. Um, I think maybe just a f- couple weeks into my tenure when we had our first live event. This was back pre pandemic and I heard your story and that was the story that I ultimately told literally everyone I would listen to me talk about what the value of Kajabi was. (laughs) So um, I wanted to let you know that too, just to know how impactful I think your story is. But maybe you could just share for our listeners who don't know you as well as I'd like to think that I do. uh, Just give us just the 10 second elevator pitch on what the CEO teacher is. Well, thank you so much for saying that, first of all, um, because I was so nervous to be on stage and did not feel like I belonged there at all. So the fact that that story stuck with you, that means a lot to me. So thank you. All right. So here's the pitch. I'm Casey Morris. I'm a former eighth grade English and language arts teacher from South Georgia, and I help teachers finally make their worth. We take them from undervalued and underpaid to selling their resources and lesson plans online. And it is truly the greatest gift to be able to teach teachers how they can and make extra money online. I love this. Um, and all the more reason my my wife was a teacher for many years, uh, taught kindergarten and first grade. So anytime I get to talk with a teacher who's, uh, which there have been several, probably many of your students who have actually ultimately ended up using Kajabi and became successful, uh, it definitely really it hits home for me. So uh, let's get started. Uh, back towards the beginning of your journey, I assume that you... I know that you were a teacher at one point. Um, (laughs) Can you take us through a little bit of the mindset that like maybe like what actually drove you to uh, start moving down this entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, about a decade ago. So 10 years ago, I was teaching in the classroom and I had lost that spark, that thing that, you know, you go to school to be a teacher and you're supposed to be happy. I had the kids, I had the husband and I was not fulfilled. I went every single day. I like to say that like my life was in black and white. I felt like I was just doing the same thing, rinse and repeat every single day. And so I stumbled upon a website where I could buy lesson plans from another teacher and that teacher could give the gift of education to my 118 students that I had at that time. 
And I remember thinking, wow, like how powerful is that? That someone in the world that I don't know gave the gift of education to my students when I physically just couldn't. I was going through postpartum depression. I, again, didn't love my job. I felt like I, I was 20. I was really young at the time, 24 probably at the time. And um, I decided one fall day in October of 2013 that I would start selling my lesson plans. I was watching trashy reality television with my husband. I was drinking a glass of wine and I said, Hey, let me tell you about what this teacher did for me today. And I think I can do this too. And little did I know that that spark would lead to where our company is today. But I started selling my lesson plans on a website, kind of like eBay for teachers, right? Where you get, get on and just sell what you've already done. And, um, I, became very successful there. And after a few years, I decided to kind of chase that dream and leave the classroom to do that full time. And I realized that the number one question people ask me when I left the classroom, because I live in the South, people are really nosy. It would be at Walmart. We would like run into each other and people would be like, are you guys struggling financially? Like they just didn't understand that. No, this is like a real thing. And so I sought out to answer the number one question that I got asked in Walmart. And that was, Casey, how did you do it? How did you leave the classroom? How are you selling lesson plans online? You're making a great living. And could you just show me how to do it too? And that's where my journey with Kajabi began. Actually, I take that back. I joined Kajabi probably like the old school Kajabi and tried to sell a program about photography on there for a while. I think eight people bought it. So if at first you don't succeed, right? Try, try again. And um, I launched an online course in November of 2018 when I was seven months pregnant with our fourth child. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no pressure. Not at all. Not at all. Now I take us a little bit through, take us through the journey of, of uh, how long. Uh, I think that's one of the most common questions, or at least the thing that would be on my mind, especially if I'm considering quitting my job. Like how long did it take you to go from, uh, I guess, zero to you're actually making a little bit of money that was able to sustain or make up for what you were previously making. I like to be, I like to be honest with people. And so, um, I think it took me this long, but that's because I did, I had no idea what I was doing. No one to lead the way, no one to show the way. So the first two years, I was really just trying to figure it out. I honestly couldn't afford any programs to help me. So I would drive an hour to a local books a million, sit on the floor and read everything that I could read about online marketing and just try to get SEO for dummies and figure out like what was going on. So those first two years, I made a couple hundred bucks my first year. And then I made a couple thousand bucks my second year. Now this is not on Kajabi. This is not selling a course. This is just selling lesson plans. And then my third year, I found what I like to call my Willy Wonka's golden ticket. And that was search engine optimization, which is the heart and soul of what I teach in our programs. And um, I made $90,000 that third year. And so that was in addition to my teaching salary. And that money for us was life-changing. I went from being on government assistance before I was a teacher and, um, to being able to take my kids on vacation. And for me, like I rem I will never forget being at a hotel and seeing my two boys had never been in a hotel before and they crawled and played and they opened up the safe for hours because they had never <laughs> seen anything like that. And I remember that being a moment for me where I was like, I want more for my kids. I want... 
I want to give them whatever, whatever they need, you know, whatever. And I know that, that being able to take them on extravagant trips and things like that is not necessarily a need, but I know that I didn't get to experience that as a child. So for me, that was what I needed to kind of put myself into motion of like, this is what I want to do. And it was a, just a snowball after that. I started making hundred thousands of dollars just selling my lesson plans. Um, but little did I know that Kajabi would actually change everything. And, um, when I sold my online course, that's when my life really began to unfold. Well, I, I know some details about this launch. And again, as I mentioned, um, this was what completely like just sold me on what it is that we do here at Kajabi. So can you maybe just talk through that first launch? Um, uh, tell us, like, I, I know, like, like uh, if possible, like share even a little of what you're willing to share in terms of the numbers. Um, I think it's, I want our listeners to be as excited as I was when I heard it. I was in it to win it. Okay. I'm seven months pregnant. I've left the classroom at this point. And all I know is I'm about to have a baby and I do not want to go back. That was all I knew. And I was making great money again, just selling my lesson plans, but I was getting burnt out. I, I am entertained for about five years doing something and then I want to do something else. And so I thought, man, I kind of hope that this is going to give us a little bit of extra money for Christmas, right? I've already got three kids. I'm about to have a fourth one in January. And I hope that this is going to give us a little extra money for Christmas. So I set a really big goal of making about $5,000 to $15,000. That was the goal of what was going to happen. And I created this online course. It was called Transform Your Resources. And it was a course that taught teachers how to sell their lesson plans online. It was priced at $397 and I had a seven week runway and I knew that I needed to be able to repay what I had paid Kajabi in seven weeks. So that was my mission was I need to make at least enough money to be able to pay them and to buy Christmas for the kids. And so at that point, I started a podcast that was right when the CEO teacher podcast started. You can go back and check the days. And I made a seven week runway of like, I'm going to teach them these little things and then I'm going to launch my programs. And so in November of 2018, I opened up cart and for the transform your resources, which was the name of the uh, program. And I remember here I am standing up and I'm going live on Facebook and I'm sending out an email. My husband comes, I got to the office at like 5am. My husband comes and he brings me a bacon, egg and cheese biscuit, a chocolate chip cookie and a diet Dr. Pepper, you know, cause here I am big pregnant and I was excited about that. And he said, I'm not going to call you. I know you're stressed. Card opened at 7 a.m. He said, I'm not going to call you. Just call me about lunchtime. Let me know how it's going. And I was like, okay, okay. And I, I get even emotional just thinking about now because I can go, I can go right back there every single time. Um, and within the first three hours. So by 10 a.m., I had called my husband. I was on my knees crying and I had made more money in those three hours than I had made an entire year teaching. And I remember being like, this is really happening and I can't believe it. And in seven days, um, we made over a hundred and I say we, I made $124,000. Um, so I went from, I hope that I can pay for my kids to have a little bit of extra Christmas to my life is my life looks completely different. And, um, it was a blessing and it has been, it's never, ever stopped since that day, but it brought with it a lot of challenges and a lot of fears that I hope we're going to talk about too. From someone that doesn't come from money, I was scared to death that I was going to lose it. And um, I think many times that almost caused me to lose what I had created. But luckily, my mindset looks a lot different now. And I can look back at those times and be like, 
I still can't believe we did it. Honestly, like looking back and I say we, it was just me. Like I, there was nobody <laughs> else on the team. Um, so if you're listening to this, like you don't need to have anything fancy. You just need to have a lot of heart and a lot of a, a why behind what you're doing. Well, I definitely want to dive into some of those challenges. And I think one of the first one that comes to mind is like, as I was listening to what you said, clearly there was product market fit. Uh, you know, I, did you uh, just even anticipate, like, I know you're shooting for $7,000. So I guess you didn't anticipate, but like, how did you find that first bit of audience? How did you even get the exposure to enough people to sell that much on your first launch? Yeah, I was one of the very first people to start chatting on Instagram stories. And if I go back there, it's, it's painful to watch, but, um, I started on Instagram. St- actually, I take that back. I started on YouTube around 2015. So this is three years prior to when I launched my online course. And I think this is important for people to see here is that I started selling my resources and I loved helping teachers so much. I started doing online vlogs and I would go to my classroom and set things up. And then people would say, Oh, show me how you did this. Oh, show me how you did this. And I was serving an audience that I didn't know that I was going to have three years before I ever asked them for money. And I think that that's important. I don't think that you have to wait three years, but I had no idea that this was the plan that God had written out for me. And so knowing that being able to see it, it makes so much sense now is that I was able to build this audience and have that no like, and trust factor. And I never had asked them for anything. So, um, also I was building an email list, but I was, do- <laughs> was doing it in the wrong way. And now knowing what I know about digital marketing in an illegal way, but I was teaching teachers all over the United States, English strategies. And so I would have like a sign in sheet and I would say, sign into the sign in sheet and I will send you free stuff. And everybody, I was like, okay. And so I hand typed in, I had about 12,000 people on my email list. So um, if that says anything, I had probably hand typed in 8,000 of those people. This was before you had to have the opt-in. Okay. This was before you legally had to have an an opt-in. So I did have an email list. Um, It started out at 12,000, but before I sold my course, I asked everyone, I was like, Hey, um, I've got something coming. It's not free resources. It's going to help you do this. If you want to stay, stay. And about 8,000 of those people stayed. Amazing. (laughs) I think uh, it's so crucial, as you you noted, uh, and this is, happens with virtually every story that we look at, and that's that there's always, you know, three years for you. I usually estimate a decade of of work that leads into that what we perceive as overnight success. Mm-hmm. Like for anyone listening, like if that isn't your clue, start today. Start doing something now because it may take three years. It may take five years. It may take 10 years to build that foundation for what you ultimately need to be as successful as people like you are, Casey, <laughs> uh, in your space. So uh, I'd love to just, uh, like you, you had your first successful launch. This is life changing money. It's something absolutely new to you. Where do you go from here? I went to a dark place mentally because of the fear of losing what I had had. And, um, I stayed up every night. I didn't sleep. I had a newborn baby in my arms and I was answering messages and I was going live on Facebook. And if there was a question, I had an answer for it. And I think that I did myself a disservice because I discredited myself almost because I would, um, I'd be so afraid that someone would not 
have success from what I was teaching that I was constantly trying to find new ways and just get them out there. And so those students became my original fans. And as I began to build my company, um, they lost a little bit of that one-to-one with me. And so that was hard for them. It still is. Um, and I still love them dearly. And, and But I, with thousands and thousands of students, I just can't be there to hold their hand as much as I would like to be anymore. Uh, but the fear of losing money almost made me lose everything because you you become what you think about. And I could not stop thinking about not being able to recreate the moment. I honestly thought it was just a moment. It was just this magic moment in time that happened. And I was big pregnant and everyone felt sorry for me and bought my program. And so a couple months later, I decided to relaunch it. I think it was in January or February, like brand new baby relaunched it and made more money then than I, I think I made $180,000 then. And so for me, that was the validation that I needed. This is not a fluke thing. This is something people need, something people want. And although I don't know what it's going to look like moving forward, I know that I've got something. And that constant, persistent action forward is really what's gotten me to where I am today. And I am not the smartest person in the room. I remember being at that Kajabi conference that you chatted about and being in the green room, and I was terrified. I'm this girl from South Georgia who had just had a baby and I'm on stage with people that I idolized. You know, Amy Porterfield was there and I was just like, I don't even know what to say. And someone whispered in, they came up to me in the green room. They could see, I guess, me just being a mess. And they whispered in my ear, Casey, you belong here. And I remember being like, that was a big moment for me. And so I just want to tell everyone here listening today that you may be feeling like this could never happen to you or that you don't have an audience or that you couldn't make that much money in seven days, but you belong here just as much as I do. I'm not the smartest person in the room, but what I am is consistent. And I can bet my bottom dollar that if any competitor comes in my space, I'm never worried because I know that I can be consistent for four over four years now. I have not missed one week of podcasting. And so I have shown up for my audience time and time again through postpartum depression. I know that I have that. And so if you can be consistent and you can be passionate about it, I think that anything that you want in life can happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And such a such a strong theme that we've seen. We're not there yet. I keep saying a hundred episodes on this podcast. You're probably at way more than that, but like that persistence factor is so crucial to anyone who is going to take this leap and step into an entrepreneurial journey because there will be moments. And I guess that's maybe the a good question. I don't know. I This is I don't know, like completely blind question here. But do you have any situations that you've ran into over the course of the years to where maybe you were planning a big launch and it completely flopped or anything along those lines? Yes, um, for sure. So we had a moment around March of 2020, which some of you may remember was the time when the world shut down. Um, and we had a very big launch. I spent a lot more money than I had ever spent in Facebook advertising. By the way, I had spent $800 in Facebook advertising for my first launch out of the 124000 I think that's a good point of reference there. Yeah. I had spent thousands and thousands of dollars um, on a launch around March of 2020. I actually was in Irvine. I don't think I was at the Kajabi conference, but I was in California for some reason and we had just finished a launch and it had flopped and we had broke even for what I had spent in ad spend. And the reason for that is because 
the world was shutting down. Teachers were leaving the classrooms. And here I am going, take what you teach in the classroom and let me teach you how to make money online. And they're going, let me just survive. I'm trying to figure out how to virtually teach. My students are going home. We all knew, had no idea what was going on. And so um, that launch, what I would say flopped. But what was the craziest thing was that when I was leaving California, I was on my flight. I was about to walk on the airplane. I have my baby with me, my mom with me. And I had two full-time employees at that time. And they both called and quit within five minutes of each other. And that was the day that my whole world fell apart. And it's it, it's gotten to where I could just talk about it now. But I learned so many valuable lessons. They quit because of who I was and the boss that I was. Um, but I needed all of that to transpire for me to say, why am I doing this? Who do I serve? Who do I want to be as a leader? How can I be a better boss? And um, from that day forward, I feel like I kind of changed who I was as an entrepreneur. And I didn't carry that mindset of um, do this, fix this. Um, I don't point and tell people what to do anymore. I let them kind of share their light with the world. And that's been the best thing ever. And so from there, we relaunched a program a couple months later, and that was our greatest launch. It reminds me of the quote, I believe it's from Jim Rohn, and I've probably said this uh, uh, on this podcast in the past, but it, it's the, the benefit of becoming a, a, just his quote directly, is becoming a millionaire is not the dollars. It's not the money in your bank account. It's the person that you have to become to get there, which sounds very similar to what you're describing with your entrepreneurial journey, like what you learn uh, as a result of this experience is really the most life-changing element of it. It is. And I heard people say you have to become that person before you are that person. And I, I have little idea of what that meant for my life. And so when I really began to embody that and practice that, I, I'm a, my favorite book in the whole world is called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I read that the seven weeks leading up to our launch. And that entire book is about how to visualize your future. And so I started to become that person then, but I lost sight of her along the way. And that money idea and losing the money turned me into a boss that was like the traditional boss that we knew growing up where I'm in charge of you. I pay you, you do what I say. And I know that sounds harsh and looking back, it makes me just want to, it, it, it puts a pit in my stomach, uh, but that's who I was. And I had to change that if I wanted this company to really grow and to be what it is today. Absolutely. Well, uh, you mentioned earlier that you started off building your audience on social media. Now, uh, you know, even if that was a year ago, I think social is an entirely different landscape than it was whenever you got started. Can you For tell sure. us uh, how are you adapting today to the current changes? You know, we have new social networks popping up, networks rebranding. Uh, like, how do you keep up with all of the changes? And what is your focus on continuing to drive the results through those channels? Yeah. When I started, I was 26 years old. I was a little spring chicken. Now I'm 36, uh, going on 37 and I feel old on social channels. <laughs> um, I love to show up every day and I love to tell people about my life. And now I don't want people to know about my kids and I don't want people to know about my husband. And I'm happy on this side of the, of this side of the phone. And so it's a really, it's a really strange dynamic of how do I share and how do I, um, how do I still stay relevant? But what I will say is that I know that my success 
is because of my vulnerability and sharing my life with the world because I've done both now. I've done, let me just be business Casey and not share anything, but people want a real person. They want a real story. They want to know about you and it's okay to share as long as you have boundaries around that. So as social media has begun to change, I realize I don't fight for vanity metrics anymore. I used to be obsessed with, all right, I had 8,000 people watch my Instagram story and then I did it at this time on a Saturday and there were 8,800 people. And so I know that on this weekend, I mean, I had the data lined up and I would plan everything accordingly. And I no longer do that. I post, um, I don't post in the moment anymore, which has been really helpful for my kids. Like I'm not just going to sit there and go, it's their birthday. Uh, but my kids, my, my students were there when I had uh, one of my two, of my last two babies. And so they want to see their birthdays. They want, they feel like they are part of my family too. So I kind of went on a tangent there, but to stay relevant for social media, I think it's just important to remember that consistency piece of it all. And you have to stop chasing every single social media channel. You have to. It's impossible. So you can't be great at Pinterest and TikTok and threads and um, Facebook and all Instagram, everything. You have to really choose. And for me, our people are on Instagram. I developed a TikTok following so quickly and I got obsessed with the vanity metrics again. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. But we did a launch and we put in a lot of effort on TikTok. And I realized that my buyers are not on TikTok. My viewers are. I can get a lot of people checking me out on TikTok. That's awesome. But that was just a vanity metrics for me. And we could clearly see the data that my buyers live on Instagram. And I think that learning what makes your company tick is important so that you can go all in the next time. I think, yeah, this is uh, that focus. Once again, that consistency. It's amazing that that, that just continually threads through every single conversation that we have. Um, I just out of curiosity, uh, did you ever hit a point in time where you were, you felt like you were showing up when nobody was even there to listen? Yeah. Like three people used to watch my Instagram stories when I first got started <laughs> and my voice, uh, like I have a really natural Southern accent, but I've been podcasting for so long. It's so funny. My kids call it the podcast. They're like, mom, if you could quit with your podcast voice. Um, <laughs> so, but back in the day I would show up and it would be three people from my hometown. And I remember seeing them and I would be like avoiding people like the plague. And my best advice for that is that the best freedom in life is not worrying about what other people think about you, but it takes that action. That action brings clarity and clarity produces results. If you're not doing it, you're never going to know what that feels like. And in the beginning, it's not a great feeling. And people are going to probably think that you are... Uh, just trying something out to see if it works. But if you stay consistent, I think the best thing ever is to prove people wrong and to be like, Hey, look, this actually became a thing because back in the day, I didn't know that it was going to become a thing and neither did they. But now I have the social proof behind it. And I, I don't, I, I know that my whole hometown sees my stories and I don't worry about it. And people are so kind and it's, um, a cool factor for my kids, which is odd. Uh, but right now they're in middle school and their friends think it's cool. <laughs> is that weird at all for them that their mom has more followers on them on social than they do? Yeah. Yeah. They don't have phones or anything, <laughs> so they're not allowed to have social media. So it is a little weird for them, but I don't share anything that would be embarrassing or anything yeah. like that. It's mostly <laughs> business related, but it, it, it is. I'm, I get cool points for them. I probably won't when they get into high school, but right now we're going to play with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Casey, you, you brought up earlier, you had a six figure launch on 800 ish dollars in ad spend. 
uh, asking for myself, but also for these listeners. Like, I, I want to know this just as much as everyone else. Like, how do I do it? If you're doing this all over again, like, what's your one tip? I, how would you, how would you help me get that same, those same results? I think it's, I, I took all that time so that other people don't have to. And so our students are finding success. I would say in the one to three year mark now, a lot of success. Um, uh, are some of our teachers aspire to get out of the classroom and things like that. And so if you can be consistent for that one to three years and just know that no one's going to be watching in the beginning, but the best advice I can give you is to keep it simple and to keep it consistent. So whatever you want to do, make sure that you find your main thing. Dr. Stephen Covey says the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. And when you find what it is, keep going forward. I see students that come to me and they're like, Casey, I haven't found success. And I'm like, I've been watching you. You've had 12 main things. And so I'm not even sure what you sell right now. And it's confusing your buyer. And I'm not sure who said this. It may be Donald Miller, but if you confuse, you lose. And just remembering that as you keep going, my messaging has changed, but my mission is still the same. And understanding that I help teachers finally make their worth is so important to me. It may look a little different than it did four years ago, five years ago, but I tried to make that the core promise behind the CEO teacher, which it didn't have a name back then either. So my goal, my goal for you to get started is to remember what Dr. Stephen Covey said um, from the book, Seven habits of highly effective people. And that is the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that one's never came up. I, I'm usually the one pulling out these random quotes and I usually forget who they're attributed to as well. <laughs> well, uh, tell us uh, what's next for the CEO teacher. Any uh, big changes, any big, uh, exciting new launches on the horizon that we should all be aware of? I love this. Let's get nerdy. So from those days of selling an online course, um, we have a multi-million dollar company now. So it's kind of cool to see where it's gone. Um, we changed things up a little bit. And I realized that teachers didn't just need me to sell them one course and say, hope it works out. They really wanted that coaching component, that handholding. And so we have a membership now, very low ticket offer, $59 a month that coaches teachers, that gives teachers over 300 video lessons on how to get started and um, also gives them resources that rotate every month. And that's what we do currently. We have that one membership that's amazing. But as we um, begin pushing forward, I still wake up at night uh, mentioning what I said earlier, which was, I remember those days where I was up with my baby and I was helping people one-to-one -one and our students long for that. They're in my Instagram DMs every day. I answer direct messages all day, every day to this day. And I'm very passionate about coaching people and helping them succeed. It's not enough for me just to give them videos. I want to make sure I'm there at least once a month. And so as we're, as we're growing and we're, we're building a team, we really are looking for people that are looking to support teachers as well. And so no teacher has ever said, Said, hey, let me help you be an online an online business owner too. And so what's next for us is that we are going to be opening up a coaching program where teachers can do exactly what I do and use our frameworks and teach other teachers um, how to do what we've done. And that is the, the ripple effect of where this can lead. So I cannot wait. This is the first time I've ever said that in, openly in public. Um, but it's just, it's going to be beautiful to see what the future holds because now we really can handhold um, these teachers and have these cohorts where people can come on and every teacher can make their worth even more than what I could just do myself. 
that is incredibly exciting. I hope I, I think we have some teachers listening. I know we have some teachers. I hope there's a lot of teachers listening to this because like I also know uh, I think my wife started out like she was making like 30 something thousand dollars. I don't know what it is in the South. Maybe that's a lot, that's maybe it. a little, but like <sighs> even there's just a, a little extra can really be life changing, impactful money to help support whatever your goals are. Uh, so if we do have any teachers listening, um, where should they find out more about what's on the horizon, whether they're interested in some of your earlier content or maybe about teaching other teachers? Yeah, if you'll go to CaseyMorris.com, my name's spelled really weird. It's K-A-Y-S-E-M-O-R-R-I-S. You can read about all the things that are happening at The CEO Teacher. We'd love to have you listen to The CEO Teacher Podcast. We're a top-ranking marketing podcast in the world, which blows my mind that we help just teachers and we are in the top charts every single week. And of course, come check me out on Instagram, uh, Casey Morris. And then we also have a CEO Teacher Instagram page. But come say hello in the direct messages. I'd love to just send you a voicemail and tell you how much I appreciate you. I love that. Well, in my usual form, uh, rather than asking our listeners to leave us a review, I will ask our listeners to go and listen to your podcast and leave you a review. Um, it's the CEO Teacher Podcast, correct? That's it, Jared. Thank you. All That's right. so nice. <laughs> well, all, for all of our listeners, go check out the CEO Podcast, uh, CEO Teacher Podcast. Listen, leave a review. It helps us out a ton. Um, but with that said, a huge thank you to you, Casey, for allowing me to like, I feel like this is a buildup of two years of like wanting to brag about a story. And I finally get to do this with you. So thank you for allowing this to finally happen. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. It has been my pleasure. Well, that is all we have for you today for our listeners. We look forward to seeing you next week on the Online Business Edge podcast.